0: Download the app and use code College Draft to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467 467- A cold one.
1: They strike them, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft.
0: Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on The College Draft Podcast presented. As always by DraftKings, we love those dudes. We love each and every one of you that realizes the value that my guy, Emery Hunt, provides each and every week. We record these pretty early on Monday morning so you can get ahead of some of these college football bets if you are so inclined. We also like to take a look at the week ahead. We'll tell you how we did last week with the bets, and we talk about some of the Best prospects in some of the biggest games. There's some big ones this week. Michigan, Penn State, Utah, Washington. Dub just keeps winning games. Tennessee, Missouri, Ole Miss, Georgia should be awesome. I'll be doing Holy Cross and Army. Looking forward to that. one. we'll get to Emory momentarily. Please check me out on social media. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. So whatever you're on, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, I'm on there, at Ross Tucker NFL. And then at Ross Tucker Pod is everywhere other than TikTok, I guess. But that's how you get like the two or three best clips that we think at least from each show. If you're following at Ross Tucker Pod on your preferred platform, any engagement is appreciated. You get a chance to win one of these awesome press passes. I'll sign it for you. I'll send it to you. So you have something that nobody else has. All you have to do is engage in some way, usually a comment. Of some sort on any of the social platforms we love. Emery's the star of the show. Emery's everywhere now. Love seeing him on CBS Sports HQ. I feel cool after I do the Ohio State Rutgers game because they had me do a live hit on HQ and I'm like, oh, that's, that's the place where Emery is all the time. CBS Sports HQ, which by the way is growing fast. At F ball game plan on Twitter, football game plan on YouTube. And then footballgameplan.com slash 2024 draft guide. Listen, it's November. The draft will be here before you know it. And some of your teams, it's pretty clear they're not going to be making the playoffs. So you might want to start to sign up for that draft guide and really focus in on how your teams can get better. Last week, Emery, you were 2-2. Two and two. With your bets, man, you were all over Oklahoma State getting the six points against Oklahoma. They won the game outright. They went crazy. You could tell that game meant a lot to the Oklahoma State people, the fans, the coaches, the players, with Oklahoma leaving the head to the SEC. Especially when you saw how
1: um oklahoma wasn't gonna be able to stop the run the previous week you knew what the game plan was coming into that ball game with ollie gordon and what oklahoma state was going to try to do against oklahoma it played out perfectly that was one that i stayed with the whole week um even when the line dropped a little bit to minus five and a half i was still on oklahoma state because this is a team that was like you said they were playing for something bigger and they went out there with the perfect game plan to really defeat oklahoma Is
0: that back-to-back losses for Oklahoma? No. Yeah. Yeah, they lost to Kansas, and then they lose to Oklahoma State. Wow. It's amazing how quickly a a season can change, you know? Same team that beat Texas a few weeks ago. Speaking of that, that was one of the losses. Um, Did you – you laid the four and a half with Texas?
1: I did. I laid the four and a half with Texas. I couldn't
0: remember. For some reason, I was thinking you took K-State. So, Texas was rolling – and then my guy, Will Howard, from Downingtown West in Eastern PA, he brought them back. I still have yet to talk with him or someone from there. I have no idea how. I've never heard, memory <laughs> of an Eastern Pennsylvania kid going to Kansas State. Like, how does that happen? Um, anyway, he ends up going to, uh, to Kansas State, and he brings Kansas State all the way back to the point where they go to overtime and then they lose by a field goal in overtime. It was a field goal, right? Yeah, it was a field goal. So this is what I don't like, Emery. If, if you're going to lose Kansas State, lose by more than four and a half so that Emery's right. <laughs> if you're, and, and if you're not going to let Emery be right, then win the game. Then win, win the game. Get oh, right. the upset. Win the game and get Texas out of the top ten. You can't do the middle. This is, Kansas State killed us, Emery.
1: Listen, it it was a theme for me the entire weekend, both college and pro, um, with these bad beats because, man, some of these games, like the Saints game on Sunday, I needed the Saints to win by nine. They miss a field goal. I'm like, all right. And then they get the ball going down late to run out the clock, and Taysom Hill gets that quarterback power. He breaks off right tackle and gets tackled inside the six with under a minute left. So, of course, they're not going to kick a field goal. They're gonna let the clock drain out. So all of these bad beats were killing me.
0: Yeah, man, it's uh, that that that's betting. I mean, I, we'll talk about it tomorrow on the Even Money podcast. You know, we record that Tuesday mornings, Emory. I took the Giants in a teaser at eight and a half. That was when we knew Daniel Jones was playing. We didn't know he was gonna tear his ACL, and Tommy DeVito would go in. And also, that was before Josh McDaniels got fired. Right. That changed everything. I mean, there's no way they would have won like that. I mean, Daniels was still the coach, but I didn't know that when I made the pick. And then I had Carolina plus eight and a half. It's a tie game if Bryce Young doesn't throw two pick sixes. Two, that never happens. (laughs) Two pick sixes never happens. I hate it. I hate betting. I hate everybody. No, I'm just kidding. Um, All right, your other hit, boy, you nailed this one. Jacksonville State. Getting the 15-and-a-half against South Carolina. They they hung tough in that one. That's really amazing. I mean, they were FCS, what, like two years Last ago? Last year. Last year? Last year. And now they're going to an SEC opponent and banging and hanging the whole game? And that's Rich Rod, right? Yep. He, Man, he, th- some of these it. programs, you come up on the FCS side and you're a powerhouse. You, those teams... Like, the best, at like, North Dakota State, I don't even know who the top number one is, FCS, but, like, the best FCS team, I'm convinced, Emory, is, like, a top 50 FBS team.
1: Easily. We saw this last year with the best, the team that won the national championship last year, South Dakota State, go up to Iowa and lose 7-3 to Iowa. You know? And so, South Dakota State is still number one. They can beat anybody, uh, you know, in the country. And you look at the teams that have jumped, that have been the top teams in the FCS that have made the jump to FBS, they've been really good. App State, Marshall, you look at um, what we're seeing. Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. Jacksonville State is good. Sam Houston got their first win, although they've been struggling. But for the most part, these teams that were powerhouses in the FCS that have made that jump have been outstanding. UAB had made that jump too. Um, We're seeing... JMU. JMU, South Alabama. Like, it's been insane. But that shows you... And we get to this discussion all the time. The top tier FCS teams in a group of five, they're really one and the same, you know, It's just a difference in scholarships, but the competitiveness is right there. So there's more in common with those guys, group of five, top tier FCS than there is with power five and FCS. But it's, it was great to see Jacksonville state go out there. Cause Rich Rod brought that up on our call. When we did the FIU game was they have a football tradition. The administration loves football and they want to win. And those things combined makes for what we're seeing out there, what we saw out there against South Carolina. Yeah,
0: it's awesome. Uh, The other one you missed, you liked LSU getting the three at Alabama. That was a shootout for a while, and then LSU just kind of ran out of gas. I don't understand. Every
1: time they have Harold Perkins drop back in coverage and the Andrew loses his wings, right? Like, have him rush the passer. Why are you taking your best pass rusher and drop him in the short zone against a mobile quarterback that when you give time back there in the pocket, he's tearing you up uh, deep down the field? It blows my mind. And that game changed when LSU uh, went forward on fourth dollar. Mason Taylor dropped that one pass, and then they had to, you know, it made it third and long, second long, or whatnot. Then they didn't get that first down. And next thing you know, they lose that possession. And in the game, that's going back and forth because we saw – washington usc where everyone maximized their possessions right that was going to happen in the lsu alabama but they lost that one possession alabama went up and scored and then it was playing catch up and then Jaden dames get hurt you know and, and it was it was out the window after that
0: so i wrote this on uh, social media at ross tucker nfl and again he's at f ball game plan watching that lsu alabama man game man that that's why every college coach wants a quarterback that can run I mean Daniels and Milroe, those guys can scoot. Those guys are athletic and and look, but they can also, by the way, throw when they throw awesome and all that stuff. But man, that is really, really tough to defend, and those guys are fun to watch when they get in the open field. All right, let's move on to this week. So by the way, for the week, Emory was two and two. He hit on Oklahoma State and Jacksonville State. Getting the points. Missed on LSU and Texas. Uh, Don't miss on Monday night, by the way. If you're up in western New York, I'll be there for the Broncos and the Bills. I think it's me and Kevin Harlan. Westwood One should be awesome. You can get into that game on the Game Time app. They got deals on tickets right up to the start of kickoff. Or concerts or whatever. Sometimes some of these events like a concert, even an hour after it starts. What I love is they got this guarantee, which means you'll always get the, the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, Game Time's gonna go ahead and credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code DRAFT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, so again. Create an account and redeem code D-R-A-F-T for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Emery, let's start with the big noon kickoff. It is Michigan at Penn State. A lot of talented guys for both teams here. You know, Penn State blew the doors off of Maryland in that game. For some reason, when Penn State plays at Maryland, they just... Annihilate those guys. I don't know why that is. And I still don't understand. By the way, doing Ohio State Rutgers, Emery, I am really curious after the season to see where Travion Henderson is in your running back rankings. He is super impressive to me, really, in every way. Um, I guess what makes it even more impressive to me is that Ohio State beat Penn State without Ibuka without Denzel Burke, without Travion Henderson. I mean, you're talking about like maybe three first-round picks. You're talking about three of their top ten players, maybe three of their, like their top six players. That's really impressive for Ohio State. Um, Michigan, obviously, J.J. McCarthy's playing really well. Right now, uh, the spread is Michigan laying uh, three and a half. What are you thinking, Emery, in terms of the well, – let's just talk about the players first. Who are some of the guys you'll be looking at in this game? Well, you brought up J.J. McCarthy, and I know he's getting a lot of talk about uh, the, uh, amongst the draft
1: community. He's some people's QB three. I don't see it just yet. I feel like he's playing in an ideal situation where um, Michigan is calling a great game because their offensive line allows you to do a lot of different things. And, you know, I still am thinking, yeah, he's, he's athletic. You know, he, he, he competes well. Um, he's solid off play action but I don't see him as a QB three. You know, I still, there's some work there for, for me to get to that point because um, it's super talented quarterback class, but I do feel like he is someone that's on that Jake Hainer kind of plane, you know, who's with the New Orleans Saints. Um, I, I feel like he's more of that than someone that can elevate. You know, I feel like Michigan's offensive line, Michigan's run game, and the added at-bats they get from a, a smothering defense allows him to operate rather well. And I know, and it's not for me, but I know for a lot of people, uh, how he performed against TCU is still looming large in a lot of people's minds. So this is, this is a big game for him and what he can do to kind of flip some some opinions. And on the other side, we talk about Fashanu, uh, you know, the, the offensive tackle for Penn State and how well can he play again and just continue to elevate his game. But in terms of the point spread, man, like, listen, this, this is a classic game of what did you learn, Penn State? And what can you apply, right? Because I feel like Penn State's defense and their game plan against Ohio State actually fits this game better. You know, I felt like against Ohio State, they really had to start to air it out. Um, Michigan, they can play that game that they wanted to play against Ohio State because I feel like they can compete there. I actually like Penn State to win this one. I think they'll learn from their mistakes. They won't be as conservative as they were against Ohio State. Um, their defense is right there with Michigan, in my opinion, in terms of being able to slow down this offense. And I think they have better talent on the perimeter, in my opinion, pound for pound. Now, will they allow Drew Allen to throw the ball more deeper down the field? We'll see. But I think they'll get the job done here and make things completely chaotic in the Big Ten.
0: Uh, just for the record, by the way, um, Looking at it now, Penn State's getting four and a half points. So, Jack, when you grade Emory for this bet, make sure you have him and have them getting uh, four and a half points. All right, I like it, Emory. I also, by the way, like DoorDash. Just like the clock will stop on this podcast in 10 minutes, whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings hit at halftime? That's ordering time. Dreaming about tacos during a timeout? Boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. All right, Emery, your second game is Utah at Washington. I keep thinking Washington's going to lose one of these games or get tripped up you know, after that Oregon win, but they go to USC they just keep scoring. They just keep going. Now they're hosting Utah and they are laying, it says here, nine points. Let me just confirm that. But anyway, talk about the prospects, Emory, Utah and Washington. Well, this is really about Michael Penix. I know it's
1: easy, low-hanging fruit to talk about the quarterbacks, but you watch him coming off that game against USC, making some insane throws. Yes, the delivery is a little wonky because it's it's a left-handed delivery, and it's almost like a quarter-side arm delivery. Um, and it just looks awkward, but it's effective. It's quick. It, it The placement is – his placement has improved significantly, I think, this year uh, more so than anything. And we're seeing him add a little bit more touch because I felt like he was a, a spot thrower at times. And there's still some of that within this game where, you know, he'll just – everything is a, a, a fastball. But on that touchdown pass to the tight end, over like everybody in the stadium to reach the title was a perfect throw that required a lot of a touch a little bit more arc on the ball he did that perfectly he layered that in there um he's starting to see things quicker in terms of oh you're blitzing off the edge you're gonna leave this guy wide open I'm gonna get the ball out my hands quickly now all of that being a backdrop this is a, a unique challenge because Utah's defense while not it hasn't been the smothering defense from Utah it is still a very much uh, capable defense, better than what they faced last weekend against USC. So how he does in back-to-back weeks, because I feel like now the Heisman Trophy is his to lose uh, with some of these teams losing, even though Jaden Daniels probably still going to be there. Uh, we're still probably going to see uh, maybe Bo Nix there, and Washington has a chance to to win national championship. so he's definitely going to be there. And this is a game he's going to have to show up and show out against what is perceived to be a great defense, but philosophically, Utah will still play great defense. Um, Washington right now is laying eight and a half. Oh, wow. So here's the thing. This is a tough one to pick, right? Um, But I will err on the side of Utah. And I feel like Washington's defense, while everyone's talking about Utah, I mean, uh, USC's defense, Washington's defense has been giving up a lot of points, man. I feel like this one could be a little bit tighter.
0: So I'm going to take Utah on the points here. Well, yeah, that was an absolute shootout. USC fired their defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, after that game. It was rough. How about a, a juicy matchup? Three thirty, SEC on CBS, Tennessee at Missouri, Emory. Tennessee, it's a tight game. Should be a really good game. Right now... Tennessee is laying one point.
1: Hmm. Uh, Running back Cody Schrader, I think that's his name. Yeah. Uh, Listen, he was outstanding at that Truman State Division II program. Stepped up two levels. Goes to Missouri last year. Plays well. But I tweeted this out, I want to say maybe three weeks ago. Ross, when you watch him play, he is arguably the best in pass pro. From a recognition standpoint, from a technique standpoint and from an execution standpoint, he is flawless out there. He is definitely someone you want out there to, when you're throwing the ball because you could trust him in, in pass pro. On top of him being a much better runner than he was last year, so I feel like now he's finally acclimated to SEC speed, SEC athleticism, and explosiveness. So he's becoming the complete back for Missouri. It's been great to watch him that transition. And so he's someone that I think is going to you know a lot of interest at, at these postseason all-star games. Cause he's definitely a, he's a senior, a, a real senior that's going to be you know playing, you know, uh, in the, in the next level next, next year and Brady cook, the quarterback, I'm a big fan of him, man. I was a fan of him last year when they played Arkansas. I thought he played well. He just has to avoid the one bonehead mistake that he tends to make a game. But Brady cook is a phenomenal player and Joe Milton. We're back on the Joe Milton bandwagon, right? Um, Here's the thing about Milton. It's been it hasn't been what people have thought thought it was going to be, but it still is trending in the right direction, right? And I feel like Tennessee's defense will give them a chance in this ball game. This is going to be a fantastic matchup. I'm glad it's on CBS. I'm glad it's at 3:30 game cuz this is going to be fun to watch. I am taking Missouri in the points here.
0: Okay, one point for Missouri at home. Might as well just money line them, money line them there when it's uh, right. when it's one point. Uh, we're going in the fourth quarter of the podcast, Emory. And in football, the fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won. It's where champions are made. In business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub, to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at hubspot.com slash sales. Last but not least, Emery, Ole Miss at Georgia. What a fun game. Really looking forward to this one. I don't even know what time this game. Is this a night game or is this a noon game? Oh, no, it's a night game. Love it, Georgia's laying eleven against Ole Miss. What do you
1: got, Emory? Ole Miss is in the top ten. It. it I, I still don't view Ole Miss as a top ten team. You know, just like last week, I didn't view Missouri as a top twelve team. But Missouri went out there and competed against Georgia. They were they were game. We know Ole Miss will be game. Quinshawn Jenkins, Jenkins, the running back is excellent for Ole Miss. I think he's a he's a Sunday player, obviously. Um does a great job and could be someone that, that helps them neutralize this game. This will come down to whether or not Jackson Dart can supersede pressure, make the the plays above the X's and O's uh, for Ole Miss. I know Dart started to garner some buzz around the draft Twitter scouting community. Um, This is the type of game. But Georgia has shown offensively that they can move the ball with multiple options. You know, Delp has stepped up big in the absence of Brock Bowers. Um, and the run game is starting to pop a little bit more for Georgia. So for me, I'm it, this is a lot of points, and Georgia has been getting that you know that benefit of the doubt by with all these point spreads, but they haven't played that way. But I, I feel like they can dominate this game, so I'm gonna lay these points with Georgia.
0: Wow, I would go the other way on that one. Eleven points. I, I would. I'd be taking the the Rebels to score enough points that they at least are able to keep that one. Close. Um, although I think that's probably what, about what they ended up losing Losing Alabama by, by at the game I did their only loss so far this year. You know, Emery, I got to tell you, there's certain things when you mention, I didn't even realize that about the running back for, for Missouri being from D2. You know, I'm calling that Ohio state Rutgers game. Ohio State's got a ton of prospects. Rutgers has some interesting guys, by the way. Their corners, uh, Longer Beam and, and Max Melton are really good. They have an offensive tackle who's 6'8", 350, and he doesn't have great feet, but, like, nobody can beat him. He's just too big. Uh, but they got a touchdown catch from Jaquay Jackson against Ohio State. This guy was playing in the PSAC a year ago. You know, Division II, California PA. I love that. I mean, that that's the part, you know, I understand the aspects of the portal that people don't like, but I love – these guys at lower levels earning their way up to the higher levels.
1: Right. Especially when you think about the high level of play that you get in the PSAC and he knows that those questions will still be, well, yeah, he's dominated, but that's division two level, can he do it against power five? Okay, cool. Let me go show you, let me move up and go dominate and play well at the power five level. So I agree with you. More people need to expand their peer review. Uh to to really watch D two ball and understand how good some of these conferences are. Even yeah, the I mean, look, Emory,
0: we're we're watching Tyson Bajan and I saw hey. you tweeting last night about Tanner Hudson. You know, with the Bengals tight end. A lot of these lower level guys are balling out. I love it. The keg is kicked, we're all tapped out. Thanks for
1: tuning in to college draft make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker football podcast, even money and fantasy feast all on the DraftKings network, YouTube, or subscribe
0: to the podcast on your favorite platform.